I firmly believe a narcissist can drive you to a point of unaliving yourself. Their abuse may make you lose all hope there is and you may not want to continue at all. All of these beliefs of mine were proven true when I got a message from one of my clients. This message had a link to a very heartbreaking article. And this article is about a 23-year-old girl whose name is Chloe. Chloe isn't with us anymore because her narcissistic boyfriend drove her to a point of letting go, to a point of killing herself. Her story is extremely painful beyond what I can ever express in words, but it is also an eye-opener. It shows us what trauma bonding does to a survivor of narcissistic abuse and how evil these people are. It's very important for me to cover this and to bring her story to you so that people know what happened to her and her sacrifice does not go in vain. Hi, I am Danish, a narcissistic abuse recovery professional. In today's episode, we are going to mourn Chloe by talking about her experiences, by understanding what narcissistic abuse does to you and how evil these individuals are. If you're eager to learn more, if you are waiting for me to get started, please make sure before we begin that you subscribe because your subscription to the channel always helps spread awareness about narcissistic abuse. This article was published by Daily Mail recently on October 10th and the headline is Evil Boyfriend 26 whose girlfriend hanged herself after he ordered her to self-harm. I don't think she did it willingly. She was forced to take her own life. And it goes, he ordered her to self-harm. So you can imagine the extent of monstrousness of this narcissist. Narcissists, if not all of them, some of them push you by saying things like, you should unalive yourself. You're not worthy of living. You're not worthy of being here. Go and jump off the terrace. Do something to yourself. Imagine being told continuously that you should do something to yourself on top of being abused in a thousand ways. Being told that you are worthless, you are a burden and continuously being targeted in all ways possible and imaginable. Wouldn't you ultimately do that? Because of the abuse, because of the stress and because of the isolation and everything else a narcissist does, you would. So doesn't that automatically mean it is the narcissist who did that to you? Because they truly wanted to do that since there are consequences to their actions, they didn't. So what is the alternative? They make you do these things to yourself and then wash their hands of responsibility. Chloe was not just pushed to self-harm and to do these things to herself. She was also isolated from her family. And you know what happens in isolation. When a narcissist isolates you, controls and micromanages your life, of course, you are going to rely on them only as the only form of support and cognitive dissonance is going to increase. He tracked her phone during uh, the domestic abuse case she had filed against him. He never left her alone. He never let her leave the relationship properly. The article describes how cruel he was. It says, controlling Masterton, 26, regularly beat Miss Holland, told her to take her own life, handed her a knife 
and ordered her to self-harm, isolated her from friends and family and belittled her. Not only that, he deliberately gave Miss Holland black eyes so she would not be able to see her baby son. Who does that? Police investigators today said that this domestic abuse case is one of the most appalling and heartbreaking cases they have ever come across. She was put through hell by this monster of a man. He did not leave any stone unturned when it comes to harming her. He isolated her from her family, as I mentioned before. It also mentions the article that he controlled what she wore, what she ate, who she met, who she talked with. So she truly was living in this invisible prison, a prison of mental bonding because her family also mentioned that whenever she would leave him, she would be positive. She would be able to think through things. But whenever she would go back, she would shut down and stop eating. Then people ask you, why didn't you leave the narcissist? How did you stay? Well, how could you have left when your entire system shut down? It truly activates extreme adaptive mechanisms in you and you do not see things for what they are. You do not have any clarity. You do not see the options that people recognize or say you should have chosen from later when you leave or if you survive such a relationship. Chloe's unfortunate experience with this scum on earth shows us how dangerous narcissists are and what they are capable of. Now they have become sophisticated. Not all of them are this violent. Not all of them push you to harm yourself, at least overtly. They have become sophisticated. They have become more subtle and covert. They have changed in so many ways and now you get to see a different variant that uses different tactics to cause a harm of similar intensity, yet they go unnoticed because they know how to fake normalcy or they know how to take advantage of our court systems or how to escape the legal system. The most painful thing about all of this is that he used to give her black eyes intentionally so that she couldn't see her baby. Who does that? I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how dead you must be to be able to cause that level of harm. I don't care about labeling it as disorder because someone who is disordered, in my opinion, is not capable of doing these things. There has to be intentionality. There has to be choice. It has to be deliberate and it is deliberate. There is no explaining this. They know what they are doing. If you're still wondering, maybe, maybe, maybe they don't know. They know, they know. This article explains how ruthless he was. I think this is the worst it can ever get because he used to beat her with a gym dumbbell, then handed her a knife and told her to harm herself after she threatened to kill herself. What else can you do with such a monster? Of course, if nothing was, you just say, well, then I, I will end myself if you don't stop. And instead of offering some comfort, he handed her the, the knife. Wow. Masterton controlled what clothes she wore, kept her away from her friends and family and tracked her phone so that when she escaped the relationship, he was able to suck her back in into the cycle of abuse. Then people say, why didn't you leave? How could you be such a fool? What other options do you have when you are stuck with a monster like this who micromanages and micro controls every aspect of yours? 
it's the worst prison you can ever be in when you are in a narcissistic relationship. And sometimes everything is covertly done. You don't even know you're being held as a hostage. You just are there, you are stuck because of that cognitive dissonance, because of that chronic self-blame and because of the trauma bonding. The nice behavior they seem to show and project whenever they need you to stay. I bet had the court system and the police system known about narcissism, narcissistic abuse and other terms alike, they would have seen the case differently and understood it better. Because just calling it domestic abuse totally undermines the threat this kind of a person poses to the society and people in general. What is the most disappointing thing about all of this is that Marsden has now been jailed for three years and nine months following his utterly unforgivable campaign of abuse between January 22 and February of this year. Only three years and nine months? He unalived someone. This article clearly mentioned how he made her do things and still three years and nine months? Is that justice? Is that fair? Someone lost her life and you're only giving him three years? No. In my opinion, he should have been unalived as well. If you acknowledge how big of a threat he is, then what is the point of keeping him here? Or he should have gotten a life sen a sentence. I bet he's laughing in jail at the court system and at her because they don't feel any remorse. He might come out more sophisticated and no now more prepared to abuse in hidden and subtle ways so that nobody catches him the next time he does the same thing with someone else. It's important to mention that Chloe was beyond brave, stronger than strength itself, because she took one of the most difficult steps by filing a case of domestic abuse against him, knowing how dangerous of a psychopath he was. I also acknowledge that no number of compliments will be ever enough to undo what was done to her, because she suffered. She suffered as a mother, she suffered as a partner, she suffered as a human being, she suffered as a woman at the hands of a person who does not deserve to live at all. Let's pray for her peace. Let's pray that she finds the relief she was looking for throughout those 23 years. Let's pray that she finds the support she did not have during those hard times with him. Let's also pray that the narcissist who caused her so much harm rots in the loneliest and the darkest corners of hell or even worse than that. As I have always said, I have no sympathy for these dead people. They don't have souls. They have beating hearts. They are meat suits walking around, but there is no humanity in them at all. They're filled with darkness and evil. That's it. That is what drives them. That's what motivates them. And that is what they serve. I hope Chloe's sacrifice doesn't go in vain and people all over the world know her story, know what she went through and how much she was in pain. I hope it serves an example for all the survivors to know why they should leave and what they are dealing with. I hope I was able to do some justice to this episode, to this video by talking about her experiences even though no number of words would ever be enough to talk about what is incomprehensible and unexplainable. If you liked this episode, please share it with your friends and family, with others who might 
need to watch this one. I'll talk with you in the next one. Until then, as always, let the healing begin and continue.